the Tuesday, May 3rd, 2020 hybrid in virtual and in-person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman and the commission president. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall Room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1-669-968-33 using meeting ID 842-5582-2801. Before Recording begin, in progress. I would like to remind all the individuals present and attending the meeting in person today that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules and requirements in the interest of everyone's health and safety. Please also note that hand sanitizer stations are available throughout the building and at each elevator and masks are available upon request at any city hall entrance. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting. There will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be both in person or remotely by video or call in for each item. The commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please come up to the podium during your public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Opportunities to speak during the public comment periods are available via the Zoom platform using meeting ID 842-5582-2801 or by calling 1-669-900-6833 and using the meeting ID. If using the Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star 9 to be added to the speaker line. When your item of interest comes up when you're asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star 6. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you are also viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or a telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during the public comment. Thank you to SFGovTV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public. We will start with a roll call. President Blyman. Here. Commissioner Lee. Here. Commissioner Perez. Here. Commissioner Thomas. Here. And Commissioner Wang. Here. Noting for the record that we have excused absences today for both Commissioners Falzon and Camino. All right, the first order of business is the consideration and possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Section 54953. Do we have a motion to adopt this resolution? So moved. Second. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There is no in-person public comment. All right, we'll close public comment and we can have a vote. Okay, uh, President Blamen. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Wang. Aye. Congratulations, Commissioner also, Thomas. Um, make sure after every time I say no in-person or in-person, we should ask Zoom if there is. Oh yeah, is there any public? Was there, we were okay. Public comment was closed on that. There was none. Make sure we don't forget to do that. I, I know for a fact there was no public comment on that, and I'll, <laughs> I'm willing to stake my reputation on it. The next agenda item is number two, which is general public comment. These are items that are not listed on our agenda. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There is no in-person public comment. Is there any Zoom public comment? 
There is one public comment on Zoom. Uh, I will unmute you in a second. Please introduce yourself. Uh, one second. Go ahead. And you have to unmute. Yes, hi. This is Barry Toronto. Can you hear me? We can. Thank you. Great. Thank you for allowing me to speak today. Um, I, was, uh, I was wanted, I'm very concerned about a couple of issues that are going on with some of the clubs. Uh, first uh, is uh, regarding the uh, taking of uh, roadway space. There are a, a few major nightclubs that are not only blocking off the parking in front of their venue, which is fine because for safety reasons, but they're also taking adjacent built uh, businesses, uh, street space, and um, and also uh, and also the uh, into the roadway, which creates a problem when you have a lot of um, ride hail drivers who don't know how to pull over, and they just use the middle of the street because there is no place to pull over because of the orange, or the uh, or the red uh, cones that are blocking the roadway. Particularly, I want to shout out uh, Great Northern on Utah Street. Uh, and, and and 1015 Folsom, uh, those are the two egregious places where it's ridiculous. And, and, and 1015 Folsom, the security guards harass you to no end, even if you're a half a block away. So I want to let you know, we have to be visible as taxis. Oh, and also uh, Temple. Temple Nightclub is, is the worst, the total worst, with letting the, uh, SU, the black SUVs double park and solicit fares. This uh, other issue is I love Gina. Gina Milano is a great person, but, she, but her staff and some of the patrons are using parking, not standing and waiting to pick up passengers, but mind you, parking in the bike lane. It's horrible. Uh, not just and not just her club, but Bergiac and Audio. Those clubs are taking over the bike lane as parking. And last but not least is um, is there, there, there are cars parked in the railway lane, the railway tracks on 4th Street by Grand and when it used to be called Drake. And that is absurd. I, maybe this is not the agency to handle this, but I, I beg you to, to try and reach out and, and, and help deal with this, with this egregious behavior by clubs that have no permission to be doing this. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Is there any more comments from Zoom? There does not appear to be any more uh, virtual comments. All right, then we will close general public comment and move on to number three, which is a meeting of uh, approval of minutes from uh, the April 19th, 2022 commission meeting. Is there a motion to approve? I'd like to make a motion to approve the minutes from the last meeting. Seconded. Is there any public comment present for our meeting minutes? There is no in-person public comment. All right. Is there any Zoom public comments? There are no virtual public comments. All right. The meeting minutes have been approved. The next agenda, I, we need to vote. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay. Flustered. Ready? I, I, let me just say for the record, I underestimated the stress it would take me to arrive here with my child from the outer Richmond. <laughs> I'm so I'm still functioning, doing my best to get over that. Yeah. And there's a special event in the parking lot. Anyway, let's vote. Okay, President Flyman. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wang. Aye. 
All right, the meeting minutes have been approved. Now we can move on to number four, a report from Executive Director Wyland. Wow, good evening, everyone. Um, I will uh, just say um, I am a little bit tired because I just got back from a personal trip to Austin, which was amazing, and they do the outdoor entertainment and sound in a very big way. Uh, <laughs> I think everything's bigger in Texas, but I learned a lot, and uh, it was great. And I don't have any big updates for you all this evening subsequently. Uh, there wasn't anything uh, big happening around here anyway. Uh, but I will just remind everybody that our next two uh, scheduled hearings are going to be used for our retreat um, and then our summit. So our retreat, again, is going to be on Tuesday, May 17th. And this is not an evening event. So make sure you're clearing your afternoon if, if possible. Uh, we're going to provide lunch to all of you, and that's going to take place at 49 South Van S in our new building. Uh, and we'll go till about 5, and then we can all go get happy hour. Um, and then on June 7th, we'll have our summit in the big conference rooms downstairs at 49 South Van S. Um, and that, again, is going to be a daytime event followed by an optional happy hour. So make sure you're checking your calendars as those have been sent your way. Uh, and we're very excited to host all of those, but we will not be hearing permit items after tonight again until June 21. Uh, if you have any questions, please let me know. Any questions for Executive Director Wyland? All right, I have no questions. Is there any comment on her report? None here. There's no in-person public comment. Is there any Zoom public comment? There is, there is no um, virtual public comment. Got it. All right. Uh, thank you very much for that report, and we can move on. The next agenda item is number six, hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. And is Deputy Director Azevedo is here virtually, so she's going to introduce the first application tonight. Thank you, President Blyman. I believe we are on agenda item number five. Am I mistaken? Which would be our enforcement Did I? Section? Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody, I'm really sorry. I'm just out of it today. So I'm sorry about that, everyone. It's still me, though. So I'm yeah, happy. So we're going to do number five first with you here. Thanks. Okay, that sounds great. Um, good evening, Commissioner. Um, so since our last hearing, we've received 32 complaints. Sorry, are we good to go? You can hear me? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Um, since our last hearing, we've received 32 complaints. And so I just have a couple of quick updates to share with you. Um, I do want to provide you with an update on Wonder Lounge. Again, this is located at 673 Geary Street. Um, the business is on our permit agenda this evening for their POE permit application. So since our last meeting, we have received nine more complaints, all of which came in on the weekend of April 23rd. Inspector Fiorentino visited the business twice that weekend. Excuse me, and Inspector Savino conducted a compliance check on Friday, April 29th. During all of Inspector Fiorentino's complaint response visits, he observed the business operating in full compliance with their temporary POV permit conditions. But he did note that there were a number of double parked cars on Geary waiting for um, patrons to be picked up, which did cause a bit of traffic. So I do want to make you aware that there was a shooting that occurred across the street from Wonder Lounge late at night around closing time on April 23rd, so technically April 24th. Um, 
Inspector Fiorentino was going back to observe their closing procedures and he had just parked on Leavenworth when he actually heard the gunshots occur on Geary Street. So the following Tuesday, Director Wyland and I spoke with the Central Station Permit Officer Dustin Sang about the incident. And then on Wednesday, I spoke with Officer Sang and the owner and operations manager and head of security for Wonder Lounge. And through our discussion and upon SFPD's review of Wonder Lounge security footage, there is no evidence that the bar was affiliated to the incident. So although we have not received any 311 complaints since April 24th, Inspector Savino did proactively visit this past Friday on April 29th at 11.45 p.m. And he did observe the business operating in full compliance. The only other update for you this evening is about the Brixton, which is located at 2140 Union Street. This business was granted an LLP permit in December of last year, allowing indoor entertainment until 11 p.m. On April 24th at 1.17 a.m., we received a sound complaint, which Inspector Fiorentino responded to in real time. And upon arrival at 1.45 a.m., there was a DJ finishing up their set inside of the business. So Inspector Fiorentino spoke with a manager, uh, but they weren't familiar with their permit conditions. He educated them on the reason for his visit. And then I issued a notice of violation for the incident and reminded the owner and the GM that all management staff needs to be um, aware of their permit conditions, especially when they are not on site. So that's all I have for you, but I'm happy to answer any questions if there are any. I don't have any direct questions. I think I, I probably will have some questions about the the, the various Wonder Lounge um, items on here, but I think it's probably better to save those for the item that comes next that I already hinted at when I skipped this item by mistake. Sure, unless you have any questions about the complaints from the enforcement report, but I'm happy to answer those questions for you now or during their permit item. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. Okay. Is there any public comment on this agenda item there is no in-person public comment zoom there are no virtual comments all right we'll close public comment here and we'll move on to the next agenda item which is number six which is the regular applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the entertainment commission and i will once again ask deputy director Azevedo to introduce this application Great. So the first permit application tonight is for a place of entertainment for Wonder Lounge located at 673 Geary Street. The previous owner of the premises held a POE permit under the name Redford Lounge. The operations manager remains the same and is soon to be an owner of the new business. Wonder Lounge is currently operating under a temporary permit and has been hosting entertainment events. They primarily host live DJ events on Friday and Saturday nights, but they also offer other forms of live entertainment throughout the week. As discussed in my enforcement report tonight, we have received a number of 311 complaints about the business. It was also noted that all of the complaints were unsubstantiated by our inspectors, except about the double parking on Geary Street, which has been causing a lot of congestion and noise. This is something the owner has acknowledged as a problem, and in response, they are reaching out to MTA to try and identify solutions to alleviating the problem. April 24th, there was a shooting on Geary and Leavenworth. I received an incident report from the owner the following day notifying us of the shooting that they had no other details to provide. Um, sorry, I understand this is repetitive, but I do want it to be on the record. On Wednesday, April 27th, I had a meeting with the owner, operations manager, and head of security at Wonder Lounge, as well as Central Station Permit Officer Singh to discuss the incident and go over the complaints. 
based on the police report and in our conversation with the business, there is no evidence that the business was affiliated to the incident. During all of our inspectors visits, they have noted the business is in full compliance with their temporary permits security plan. They have also submitted a security plan which outlines their robust security operations that are currently in place. The business distributed around 40 copies of the outreach letter that is included in your file tonight to the neighboring businesses and residential units. We did receive a letter of opposition for the permit, which led to a community meeting that I hosted yesterday. In the meeting were four neighbors, three of which are residential and one of which is a business owner and the operations manager of the business. The meeting led to a discussion about the neighbor's concerns and how the business is responding. Together, the group came up with tangible solutions to mitigate some of the problems, and it set the foundation for open lines of communication for all parties. Overall, the meeting was positive, and I believe everyone felt heard. Central Station uh, staff and excuse me, Central Station and staff have made recommendations, which are outlined for you below. Please note the highlighted condition number seven below, in which Central Station has recommended that entertainment on on Friday and Saturday nights cease at 1.30 a.m., but the applicants are requesting a 1.45 a.m. end time as they feel the extra 15 minutes is vital to their business. You will see both end times listed in the recommendation below for you to make the final decision. So here to speak with you this evening is owner Sirkan Beacom and operations man manager Arash Azadan. Uh, hello everyone. My name is Serkan Bukum, and I am the co-owner of the Wonder Lounge with my business partner, Salim Moshetidi, who is not here right now, as well as Arash Azadan, who will be representing our business. Well, um, I've been in the restaurant business since 2001, since I came to the States. By the way, I'm from Turkey. And at day one, I started from the bottom, and here I am as a small business operator and owner. And we started Wonder with a vision to create an upscale social space, basically for locals and their guests to come and enjoy. And we are here because we want to bring back the city to what it was before. Because I've been to that place many times when it was ambassadors or Red Bull Lounge and enjoying every single time. And I hope with your understanding and support we can do that. Uh, thank you very much. One second, please. Um, Arash is here and he wants to talk, but he's having issues with his speaker and mic. Um, Arash, there should be a, on the bottom left should be a little microphone button. And then there's like a little carrot on the left of it. If you push that, Make sure that you are choosing speakers and microphones that are connected to your system for us to hear you. Um, I see you, but I cannot hear you, and I know you can't hear us either. We're not getting any feed here either of the Zoom, so we can't see anyone for the record. We, we Ooh, need to make sure that people's videos are on. Yeah, it looks like um, a rush left. Um, we'll put him back in the panelist one second. Arash, can you hear us now? I can hear you guys. Can you hear up? Can you hear me? Uh, there we go. There we go. Oh. Oh, thank God. Okay, cool. Uh, hello, everyone. How are you guys? Um, I believe uh, Sarkon. I think he already kind of started with the introduction. Um, I didn't. 
really hear much of what Caitlin said or if there was a question or anything asked, but I can kind of add um, whatever on. I can continue listening and then add whatever on after that, uh, if you guys like. I just kind of don't know what, what was asked or what's going on at this part. We haven't asked any questions yet. Uh, your, okay. your your partner just presented, and then then we heard that you wanted to introduce yourself. So that's where we're at. Okay. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Arash Azadan. I am uh, the operate, operations manager uh, at Wonder. Um, I pretty much oversee the day to day operations um, there at Wonder. Got it. All right, so um, we have heard from the permit applicant. Um, let's open things up to the commission here for questions. Does anybody want to start? <clears throat> uh, so different when you're not anybody in front of you. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, kind of lost who's who right now. But uh, is it uh, possible to have the Zoom pulled back up on the screen, or can we? Yeah, is it okay? So, um, can you, uh, repeat your name again, sir. I'm sorry. I'm Sarkambakam. And Arash. Arash. And Arash, you're in charge of all the operations right now. And you're yes, on sir. site. You're on site yes. there when the place yes, is sir. open. Yes, and, sir. And what time do you open and what time do you close? Uh, depending on which day it is, um, we, we are closed on Mondays. Uh, Tuesdays, we open around 4 o'clock to set up for a Taco Tuesday happy hour that we have. Wednesdays, same time, around 4 p.m., for a wing Wednesdays, Thursdays around 5, 6 p.m. Uh, we have like an electronic kind of Buddha bar music in the background with hors d'oeuvres and appetizers. Um, Fridays and Saturdays, we open up around 8 p.m. or so, and we have usual DJs for Fridays and Saturdays. Sundays, um, every other week, and we're starting to roll this out, would be a brunch event, which would open up around noon and go till about 4 p.m. And all these events you have are in-house? Are you using promoters? I use I use promoters for for these events. Uh, promoters that I've had relationships with for a while. Um, some new promoters that I've tried out um, and kind of, you know, uh, work with side by side since I'm on site there to uh, make sure you know everything is running smoothly. And uh, you realize that um, the promoters you bring in, you're still responsible for their actions and their clientele. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, the promoters you used um, in the past, these were past promoters at, um, you know, at the at the at the previous um, establishment, right? Redford, yes. Okay. Yes. And the security, um, are you in house or are you hiring outside security with insurance? Yes, we have uh, Alco Insurance Services, which is out, uh, which is we outsource it to a third party. Um, uh, third-party provider. Okay, and they're all obviously guard-carded. Yes, sir. And, okay, so um, the um, can you tell me how many? What is what? Well, okay, where is your so, capacity? What is your capacity? Our capacity is about one twenty-nine, I believe, per fire department. Um, how many guards I run depending on the event. On a uh, Friday, Saturday night, when I know it's going to be like a full house packed event, um, I usually double what what I'm my legally supposed to do one for every fifty um, patrons. But I run about anywhere between seven to nine guards. Um, I like to have a good presence outside and inside. Outside, I like to have three to four. Um, 
you know, checking IDs, government issued IDs, wands, pat downs, clickers, making sure no one, no ins and outs, kind of making sure that the double parking is under control, but that becomes an issue sometimes. And then I have, you know, pretty much one in every corner inside the, uh, uh, inside the venue as well. Upstairs overseeing everything downstairs, one by the side door, one in front of the stairs going up to make sure everything is clear up and down there, one near the restrooms to make sure there's nothing going on there as well. So pretty much eyes on, you know, every angle of the venue inside and outside. I mean, I mean, for a small place like that, I mean, it seems to be it's a lot. It's right? over. It's it's over excessive. But when when there is a lot of people, since the place is small um, and it's more of a the, the bar is kind of long. So it's an it's narrow when it gets when there's a lot of people, it's hard to get from one place to another kind of. So I just like to have eyes on both sides. Um so to make sure it's easier for them to get access, God forbid, if there's something to happen, if there's an incident or something like that. So, uh, so what about the uh, so-called double parking and, uh, you know, people hanging out when, uh, I mean, do your guards actually at closing sweep the streets and kind of get Absolutely. people moving? Absolutely. We push everybody 100 feet down each direction with the double parking. We don't allow anyone to get out of their cars and leave the cars there. A lot of the double parking has to do with ride shares that are parking in the front there, hitting their emergency lights and kind of waiting for patrons to to exit. But I have one guard, you know, in particular, just kind of keeping an eye on people trying to actually park there and get out of their car. And we don't allow that. Um, and we let them know that this is, you know, you're not supposed to be parking here and that they have to find actual ample parking, which it's not, the street does not allow that. That's not where you're supposed to be parking. So uh, definitely have eyes on that. And to make sure, obviously, there the door is not open. There's not noise escalating outside. So the neighbors are, you know, there, there's not that much noise for the neighbors as well. So um, that's why I like to have a, a little more than usual on the outside to make sure all of those angles are, are covered as well. Okay, and uh, since I w we weren't at the meeting, and I don't, I, and, uh, the concerns of your neighbors, uh, can you explain to me what were their concerns mostly? So there was concerns of obviously the double parking and the traffic flow. Um, there were some concerns of um, noise. Um, some of the noise they were saying was seeping out from the top, um, at which we had um, Mike uh, Fiorentino come in multiple times and work side by side with me, kind of taking pictures of the area. Um, we do have some windows, one in the kitchen that I always make sure it remains closed. A couple windows upstairs in the bathrooms that I can feel that might seep the sound out, plus speakers in the bathroom that I've disconnected, just in case that is kind of what the cause is that's maybe pushing some of the sound out. Well, all of that stuff Mike looked at and we saw that we were all in compliance there. Um, Another noise complaints could a lot, a lot of them be during that 145, 145-ish till about 215 when we clear everybody out. So what we like to do is kind of clear everybody out in segments instead of pushing everybody out all at once. Because if you have, you know, 100 people all out at once and they're all making noise and, you know, after they're drinking, and it, it, it could get pretty loud for the neighbors. So what I like to do is clear out the front section of the, um, the venue first, mm -hmm. then work towards once they're out, push them safely to their vehicles, 100 100 feet each way, then work to the second part of the venue and then work from upstairs and then trying to get everybody out. We've tried that strategy a few times and, and it seems like it's the best strategy. Um, and I feel like that's that's probably the best way, the best route to go instead of pushing everybody out all at once. So um, sounds like you're proactive on that, but don't you think, I guess the recommendation is to uh, have you shut your music down at 1.30 so you can do this kind of slow 
push out because you know if the music's still playing at 145 you only got 15 minutes to get 100 people out and then the street cleared so don't you think uh you know i mean you don't have to like kick everybody out at 130 but you know you kind of like there's a cooling off period right what well, at 130 what we always do and that kind of is the cooling off period is that we take the music more to like a lower pace um slow slow music to kind of get people kind of in the mood to just you know make sure they kind of close out i do feel like if we were to shut everything down completely at 130 it's kind of an important part that 15 minutes could could you know make or break kind of for our business as far as you know sales go i think it's an important you know a important part of you know the 15 minutes is kind of crucial to our business uh shutting it down 15 minutes early we we do do the last call at that time, which gives people some time right there to kind of just get ready to exit. And then we slowly start pushing people out uh, once the lights go on. So we're already kind of prepared before 145. So it's not like the lights go on, the music turns off, and then all of a sudden we're scrambling around to push everybody out. We're already in place in order to get everybody kind of safely out of the venue at that particular time. But that 130 to 145, there are some sales being generated as well. Um, so, um, it's kind of gives them their, 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 some ample time for them to kind of finish their last, cause the last call goes at that time. So, and, uh, uh, you have your own DJ booth then, correct? Yes. We have a DJ booth upstairs. So are you able to, uh, control that in case the DJ, you know? I have, I have access, I have access, sorry to cut you off, but I have access on the side of the bar, which I can turn that off completely if they're not in compliance. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. No questions. All right, no more questions. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, just kind of following up on that last question, you said you can turn off the sound from the side of the bar. Yeah. But can you turn it down instead of just turning it off completely? I can turn it, yeah, I can turn it off. I have voice, I, so I have input control and I have voice control or uh, volume control. So I can turn it down and go really, really low to where you can barely hear it. Or I can change it to a different input, which will shut the uh, the sound off completely. Okay, wow, that's amazing control. Amazing control. Thank you for yeah. that. Yes, yes. Sir. Um, I just want to say I appreciate that you met with your neighbors who had uh, issues, and you got we were able to have a discussion and hopefully got some resolution. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my question is, what is your current policy and protocol if 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 in chance? For a chance, there might be a complaint from a neighbor. Uh, what is your policy in, in resolving that? Well, I I met with Caitlin and some of the neighbors that wanted to voice their um, concerns about you know some of the noise complaints. I um, are I am also going to be partnering up with you know MTA some ride shares to see if that is somehow a way for people to maybe encourage them to take Uber and Lyft to the venue to kind of help with. You know, not too many people walking to their cars late at night um, and maybe making noise on the way there because we do our best to obviously secure the perimeter of the venue. Uh, outside of that, I've also encouraged any of the neighbors, if they have any issues, to call me directly and I can do my best with my security to make sure that, you know, the noise levels are down. Um, but every single time there's been a noise complaint and, and an inspector has came out, even with a decibel reader, we are well below our levels. So, um, you know, I, I'm doing whatever I can, but at the end of the day, I, um, I, I don't obviously want any of these complaints to, to ever happen. I mean, and it's just kind of hard when I'm in compliance with everything going on 
for me to, you know, certain things are kind of out of my control at that point. Um, but if there is a complaint that comes in, we are more than well, you know, more than happy to comply with whatever, you know, there is whatever we can do to help the neighbors feel at ease. Um, we're, I'm more than I'm more than happy to do it. And that's the reason why I took on the meeting yesterday um, and answered whatever questions they had and told them that I'll work with them directly, each neighbor to make sure that, you know, they, they feel, you know, they feel that, you know, at ease. Um, so, okay. Thank you for that. And then will your phone number be available like online or it'll be online? Yes, it'll be online and I can give it direct. I can give it to Caitlin to give it directly to anyone that calls in for complaints. that want to actually speak with me directly. And I'm also going to be posting the phone number online as well. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Commissioner Thomas, do you have any questions? I can't see you. I do not have any questions. Thank you. Excellent. So um, I don't have any questions, just some thoughts on this. So obviously, you know, you've been there a while and you, you know, you know the business, I think, and you clearly have like a competent grasp on, on what you're talking about. So that's good. Um, my concern is that um, a bunch of your neighbors are clearly very annoyed with you at this point. And yeah. that may not be necessarily your fault. You may be acting within, the, you know, within your temporary permit limits, but it, it does sound like, like you kind of have started off on the wrong foot with them. And that can mean often that these problems escalate and escalate and escalate. And so I'm just hoping that we can stop that. So I think, you know, obviously having a meeting with them is a really great start um, sure. I think, you know, actively engaging them, especially the ones who are kind of most annoyed and most vociferous and really doing your best to listen to them, not just once at a meeting, but often, um, sure. I think is great. The other thing, it sounds like this parking situation is, and the, and the double parking is really bad. And, you know, I could just see just from the enforcement report alone. And I'm wondering if there's any other solutions that we haven't thought about, um, you know, you can you can say, look, it's Lyft and Uber. They're just double parking over there. At the end of the day, that's kind of on you, even though it is, it's not you, but it is because they are attracted by the, you know, the people pouring out of your club. So one thing you might explore is having a designated Uber or Lyft pickup area, which I think is fairly easy to do if you reach out to those companies. And obviously, you don't want to stick that in front of some poor person's house. Right. But um, there might be a better location that doesn't require shutting or, or blocking Geary, um, which is, uh, you know, a major thoroughfare through through that area, uh, as we know. Um, and and I think just I think actually getting more heavy handed with the Lyft and Uber drivers um, from your security and just really going with a zero uh, a zero uh, tolerance policy on double parking. Um, double parking leads to a lot of honking often, which leads to a lot of very, very upset neighbors. Right. Um, um, I, I agree with you 100%. I do believe a lot of that stuff has to do with, obviously, the people waiting for the people to come out of the venue. But I will tell you that I have experience because I am on site there multiple times where the park, the double parking has backed up from just neighbors parking their car there because there's nowhere to park and running inside for 15, 20 yeah, minutes. And, yeah, and there's would... not much you can do about that. So, you right. know, you know, your, your security should get to know those neighbors because they should definitely be able to double park their cars if they live there. 
Um, yeah. But if it is, in fact, being caused by you, and I bet you because, it, I, I mean, honestly, it sounds like you, you're very busy right now, which is a wonderful, these are good problems to have from a financial sure. perspective, right? Sure. But I would just, I, w- I would focus on those aggressively because okay. those are the, you know, every time a neighbor looks out the window and sees five cars with blinking lights and a bunch of people and a bunch of cars honking, they're going to be cursing your name, right? Whether that's you or somebody else. Absolutely. Right. And so it seems like a very um, solvable problem. And, you know, and being able to discern between who actually lives there and doesn't would be a wonderful uh, exercise for you so that you're not yelling at some poor neighbor who's just trying to run in and grab some dry cleaning or something. Right. Sure. Absolutely. No, I agree. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Definitely. So I, I, again, you know, I don't have any major issues with this. I think you're busy and I think, you know, the neighbors are, are, are waking up from covid times and realizing that things are going to be loud again right yeah i think even redford maybe wasn't as crazy busy kind of toward the end of its life as it was toward the beginning right so they may have kind of become accustomed to a little more quiet in their neighborhood and uh, you know uh, unfortunately they live in the middle of a major part of a major city and the quiet is not necessarily always going to be a part of that but there are certainly things that you can focus on that would kind of help to mitigate their concerns, I think. And and again, it sounds like you're you're genuinely interested in that. I just want to reiterate those things. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, I agree. I like I said, I'm more than I'm more than willing to. I don't want complaints. Uh I I, I understand from both sides, you know, at the end of the day. I, I don't I don't like hearing obviously complaints coming in and, and the neighbors being upset. Because at the end of the day, they are our neighbors, right? They are there. They, they live nearby. I would want them to come in and support the business as well. So for them to be upset and just kind of, you know, curse us out, you know, behind, you know, it, it's just, it's not a good feeling either, right? Not knowing that I don't have the neighbor's support is not, it doesn't sit well with me either. Yeah, so yeah. I'm willing I mean, to work with yeah, them as well. I, yeah, that's good. And and I would just, you know, the, when, when you get neighborhood complaints, I get them all the time in my businesses. You know, the first thing that I feel is, is I'm always very frustrated and I feel like I'm under attack and then I need to take a deep breath and then I need to realize that, that the way the, that things work is that the business owners are actually asked to, to, to have the, you know, to behave as responsibly as possible. Um, and that means, you know, the business owners have to sometimes be the adults in the room with, when, with frustrated people airing their grievances with them. And, and once that I kind of realized that, uh, it, it, it helps to mitigate these situations. And again, it sounds like you're genuinely interested in it. My concern is that if, if neighbors are, are really have it out for you, you know, they start sending us video every time somebody's a little bit out of compliance right? and, and then yeah. we're compelled to act. And then it takes up a ton of our staff time and a ton, ton of our effort and you feel targeted and you feel under attack Yes. and they yes. feel frustrated and everybody's angry. And that oftentimes can be avoided just by you having an ongoing like very genuine dialogue with people who are annoyed and it sounds like you're doing that i would just encourage you to continue to do that yes sir absolutely um have a real quick please yeah so um with that um you know running a business i'm i'm more of an operator than a pencil pusher so i know how stressful it is to have neighbors call and the biggest problem is obviously you got to figure out how to not have the double parking or mediate or get these people moving because if I remember my my days and when I had a club that parking lot down the street there's a there's a term called parking lot pimping and there's a lot of people that might not be interested in your club 
and they yeah. just want to drive by at two o'clock just to see the girls. Yeah, coming exactly. Out. Yeah, so yeah. if you yeah. don't do anything to try to mitigate this double parking, it's going to be tough for you because it's really out of your hands in a way. But it's, then again, it is your responsibility and it's, it's going to be very stressful for you. So, Absolutely. So my thing is, you know, as, as an experienced industry rep, as an operator, you should try to work with that and figure out a solution because like president Blyman said, you know, when this, when the stuff's coming in, man, it's, it's, it's hard to do. And we're trying to be the, uh, the peacemakers, but it's, you know, there's still a big responsibility. That's why I'm thinking, you know, um, you know, just, just make sure your promoters are really, you know, under your control. So, cause you're still sure. responsible. Sure thing. Sure thing. Yeah, uh, can I, can I mention one thing? Yeah, uh, please. Yeah. Come on. So um, I have reached out, um, Caitlin knows as well, aware of this and Officer Sang as well. We have um, been actively reaching out to SFPD um, to, re to request a 10B um, on some nights. Um, and it's not because anything has to, do, has to do with the crowd, but more so of exactly what you guys mentioned as far as, you know, the park, quote unquote, parking lot pimping or people hanging out outside, congregating outside and just double parking their cars. I feel like if there is a patrol car that's able to kind of park the car in the front, that kind of helps deter people from hanging out and kind of makes people when they walk out of the venue say, OK, time to go home. Let's not hang out here and let's push towards our vehicles. Um, I've been unsuccessful and I understand with SFPD, there's, you know, they're, they're extremely busy with everything going on. But just wanted to throw that out there that I do believe it would help a lot if there was some type of assistance with SFPD, if there was anything we could do to expedite that um, on nights where we're just just during that time frame of when we're kind of pushing our patrons out. Um, I do I do believe it would be very, very helpful if we're able to get some type of presence outside. Just just wanted to throw that out there as well. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think I'm not sure what. Um what the rules are exactly on 10B. I think they may be for events, but but I, we do have a police representative on this board, and I'm sure he'd be willing to uh, take a little bit of time to advise you on what options you have if we reach out to him. So Great. Awesome. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, the, the last thing, too, on the promoter side is, um, you know, you know this, so I don't need to say this, but I think I just should just say it for the record, is that not all promoters are equal. And Yep. Sometimes promoters can really get you in trouble. And what we've seen over and over again is you have some promoters who are literally the, some of the smartest human beings I've have ever seen who are able to get people to come out of all different areas and hang out and be a part of something bigger than themselves. And it's amazing. You also have some promoters who are kind of a little more mercenary. And what ends up happening sometimes is they end up bringing in people who maybe have existing problems with one another and then those people then sort out their problems in your club. Um, and that is something that I would just highly recommend you try to avoid at all times. You probably already know this. I don't need to tell it to you. But any sure. issues that happen in your club are your responsibility. And if you have some promoter who doesn't quite care that the people that he or she is inviting are currently not getting along, <laughs> uh, you can really end up in a, in a, in a lot of deep, uh, deep doo-doo. So... I would just recommend trying to find really responsible promoters because they are out there and they're great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Um, and I, I almost feel too on that line, and this will be my last filibuster. But you know, some of the some of the irresponsible ones are the most tempting because they 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 kind of promise to fill your fill your club the fastest with the most people for the least amount of money, and so it's kind of like a devil's bargain that you have to make. Sure, I have a I have a pretty good rapport with a lot of promoters because obviously I've been doing this for a while, and the ones that I've obviously have previous relationships with, I kind of know what they bring to the table. It is the new ones I try to sell you a dream, but I also take I also take the time to kind of see what they're bringing to the table as far as what kind of clientele and everything you guys just mentioned in regards to you know the quality of the actual event, um, not so much of just bringing people in there, um, and so I like to pay attention to that um, very very closely to make sure that there aren't those types of issues that occur. Um, and so I obviously like to deal with my set of promoters that I've already had a relationship with because I know what to expect from them, but I try to give promoters, you know, a chance, you know, and, and when I do that, then I kind of see after their first event, what's going on. And if it's something that I want to continue working with, or if it's something that I have to just kind of move, move forward with. So that's another okay. thing I just want to throw there. Okay. Um, I don't have any more questions. Anybody else? All right, let's open this up to public comment. I just want to remind anybody commenting, because I know there were some chat uh, functions, that you're allowed to say anything you want during public comment, I think within reason, but um, it is not a time for dialogue. So if you do have questions for the operator, um, public comments, you can, you can pose those questions, but they are more rhetorical than actual. If you actually want to communicate with the operator, we recommend reaching out to our staff um, to uh, to act as a liaison if you don't have their direct info. So I just I know there were some chat things, but so public comment is to is to is to wage comments that do not get necessarily answered. So with that, I'm going to open up public comment, and we'll start with in person. President Wyman, in there person. is no in person comment. Okay, and on Zoom. Yes, we have multiple comments on Zoom. I will go off chat uh, first, and then I will do verbal comments after. So the first comment in the chat is from um, a Gary Street Louis tenant uh, with questions. Um, when is your last call for drinks? And also, what is your steps of keeping the sidewalks open so public can walk by? The second comment is uh, from, and I apologize if I mispronounce your name, uh, Faizan uh, Shaikh. Uh, can you work with parking lot on O'Farrell and promote them to park and walk a block up to the venue? We support you as long as it's dealt with in a professional way. And uh, the last chat comment is from Abdul Farid. Uh, I think you are doing the best. Uh, I think they are doing the best they can given what is in their control. Also want to say Caitlin is an example of small business advocate who works on solutions to succeed and not close them down. Other SF jurisdictions should take note. Uh, I will now then go to verbal public comment. Um, Barry, I will unmute you now to speak. Um, Wait, um, I'm so sorry, Commission Secretary Leong. I just want to note and make sure that you're managing this. Uh, we can only take one public comment from each individual on any given item on the agenda. So if you read aloud a comment from the chat from one person, they do not also get to give a verbal comment on that same item. And yes, that's these are okay. different people. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, go ahead. I could, 
Okay. I can, I can answer some of those questions. Uh, or... No, you do. No, there's, this is not a question and answer period. These oh, just, sorry. These okay. are rhetorical okay, sorry. comments. Thank you. Yeah. We're... Okay, sure. Okay. Hi. Um, this is Barry Toronto. Um, I'm a little offended that this uh, applicant did not even mention taxis. You know, in taxis, when they do go through the app, they can find the vehicle immediately, and there's no sitting around waiting for the for looking for the passenger. The passenger knows to look for a cab and what cab number and what cab color. Uh, so I'm offended that that uh, that ca taxis were not even mentioned in in this uh, in this in this presentation, and uh, and also that 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 taxis do not do not have to remain double parked for more than a few seconds until the, while the passenger gets in the vehicle. Uh, I might suggest that the applicant actually apply for a white zone during the uh, club's business owners uh, business hours and so that the that the, and then they can they can block it off so that allows for space like other clubs like other clubs do other venues do you can uh, see that over at August Hall which is not too far from this venue and uh, they do that as well but uh, or you might want to make sure you have white zones so that so that the uh, other services can just pull over and, and wait for their passengers to get in or out of the vehicle. So again, I am, um, uh, taxis are not as more expensive than, than Uber and Lyft at this time. In fact, at night when there's surge pricing, we are less expensive. And that's the God's honest truth. So thank you for leaving us out. Thank you very much for letting me speak. Thank you. And there are no further public comment for this item. All right, I'm going to go ahead and close public comment and we can discuss this as a commission. I, I think it's important to note too, and we don't have to get into it, but they, they do have a very robust security plan at this point. And so part of adopting this would be them also adopting their security plan, which in my understanding is, is a, a, I think significantly more um, strict than many security plans that we that we approve. <clears throat> Thoughts? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, uh, he's been through it. He seems to be, you know, concerned. I mean, he definitely has to deal with the outside situation eventually. Uh, the guard should take care of what he is. Um, the um, I guess the big question is, do we allow the, you know, it's all recommended to be music off at 1.30, right? And they're asking us to still remain to 1.45. I mean, again, we're on the honor system. I mean, are they really going to play this slow music or cowboy music at 1.30 to kind of, you know, get everybody to start leaving? Um, again, it's the honor system. Um, obviously, uh, in the future, if it doesn't work, you know, we can recondition the permit, but uh, in the meantime, I think he's really trying. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I think our words about using promoters, and, and that's why I brought it up before, is I'm just curious why, you know, they don't do something in-house, you know, where they can control it themselves and kind of build up their own crowd. But hey, you know, I'm not running their business, so. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm in support of, um, I don't know if you want to discuss about the 130 situation. I mean, my feeling is just that if, you know, if we had shown up and they had been 
you know, blasting the music and the door was open and things, then we might want to look at limiting the conditions. But I, my personal feeling is give them to 145 and then, you know, bring them back in here if that's not working out. Uh, but I also think with a caveat that, you know, I think have, they do have some pretty major obstacles when, when those people pour out of the club at, at right at 2 a.m. And I think that they need to nip that in the bud. And I think that means, you know, actively using all their security out there, you know, making sure people aren't congregating, like making sure there's no double parking, like really all hands on deck to mitigate those issues. But we can't require that, but I would recommend it. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, anything that happens, they're all going to get blamed for it, regardless is on the corner or what. It's just going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. I suggest, yeah. um, you know, we let them go to 145, you know. Uh, hopefully they will play their slower music at 130 and take this and in stride and and hopefully nothing else will happen i'm in full agreement every time inspectors have gone out there they're in compliance um, they show a lot of good faith efforts here to make sure they're operating responsibly and they're in a very busy uh, and dense commercial corridor with a lot of nightlife so um, i am comfortable with moving forward with the staff recommendations and with um, entertainment going until 145. All right, then. Do we want a motion? I move to um, approve this with the staff recommendations and with entertainment seizing by 145. Second. All right, we can vote. Okay, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wang. Aye. All right, congratulations to the applicant. Uh, you have been approved. Please do follow up with our staff at your earliest convenience for your next steps. Thank you. And Thank we will... you, everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. So much. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much. All right, Deputy Director is going to introduce the second of our three tonight. Thank you, President Blyman. The next permit application is for a place of entertainment permit for Natoma Cabana located at 90 Natoma Street. Natoma Cabana currently holds an LLP permit, but the owner is applying for a POE in order to activate their indoor space with DJs after 11 p.m. This application also includes the use of an outdoor speaker to play amplified pre-recorded music daily between 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. The business does not have residential neighbors in their immediate vicinity. The closest residential neighbor is two and a half blocks away, but the owner did speak with them directly about the permit application. In addition, he emailed letters to his adjacent commercial neighbors, as well as to the East Cut CBD. A copy of their outreach letter is included in your file tonight. Inspector Savino already visited to set an internal sound limit, and staff is recommending their outdoor sound be inaudible at 50 feet from the property plane. There is no opposition to this permit, and Southern Station approves the permit with the standard condition outlined below. Here to speak to you tonight is owner Eric Pacetti. Hi. Can someone let me know if you can hear me? We're good, Eric. Thanks. Great. Thank you. I wish I was at City Hall today, but... um. I have a 10 month old daughter who gets me sick once a month. So I'm zooming in. Um, for the record, my name is Eric Pacetti and I'm a bar owner in San Francisco. I was born in the city and I've lived here almost my entire life. My family's been here for a really long time. My great grandfather 
Two of my great uncles and my grandfather all owned bars in San Francisco before and after prohibition. Uh, my mother worked for the Department of Public Health. I've worked in hospitality for 30 years and I've owned Natoma Cabana since uh, 2014. And when we first opened Natoma, I'd say our core clientele was the after work office crowd and convention business. Uh, we opened with limited live entertainment permit and um, we had little or no reason to upgrade because we typically closed around midnight. We'd have DJs for um, the happy hour times, but never late. Um, and honestly, I didn't know how good I had it until COVID happened. And um, that's why I'm here now. Uh, the work from home movement continues uh, to be a big thing and, and business travel is slow. So we needed to find new ways to operate the business profitably. And um, most of the rest of what I had prepared to say would, would be what Caitlin said, except um, there was one part of the outreach that was left out. Uh, I reached out to the TJPA, which is the uh, transit center uh, adjacent to, uh, to my venue as well. And that's it. Questions? I don't have them. simple. Yeah. Commissioner Thomas, anything? No questions from me. Sounds good. I have a question. Hey, Eric, how are you? Good. How are you? That was my question. <laughs> well, I'm sick. I'm not good. Good but... to see you again. It's been, <laughs> it's been a while since our Polk Street days. That's right. Um, yeah, so uh, let's open this up to public comment. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There's no in-person public comment. Zoom. There are no virtual public comments. No taxi stands there. Okay. Uh, we could entertain motions then. A motion approve. With staff Second. recommendations. Okay. All right, we have a motion to approve with staff recommendations and we have a second. We can vote. Okay, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Wang. Aye. Uh, congratulations, Eric and Dennis. Uh, reach out to our staff at your earliest convenience, and uh, we wish you the best, and hopefully downtown comes back sooner rather than later. Oh, one more thing. You should reach out to uh, Andrew Chun from Schroeder's because he's organizing uh, First Friday's event that will be funded. So definitely reach out to him. Okay. There will be a lot of live music downtown. Cool. Thanks. All right. We have our final application tonight that Director Azevedo will tell us all about. The final permit application is for a place of entertainment at Kimbara, which is located at 3380 19th Street. This premises was previously Bissat Baobab and the new owners brought, bought the business in 2019. Upon applying for the POE permit in their name, they learned that entertainment had never been established at the premises, and in order to obtain the POE permit, they had to complete planning section 311 neighborhood notification process. They successfully completed this in 2021 and are now coming into compliance by applying for the POE permit. The business is a full-service Peruvian restaurant that plans to host entertainment Wednesday through Sunday with live bands, DJs, comedy acts, and karaoke. Included in your file is a copy of the outreach letter they distributed to 60 businesses and residences in a one block radius of their business. 
They did receive one letter of opposition from the convent across the street. In response, there was written correspondence between the two parties, which is included in your file. I also want to note that since the writing of this memo, there was another um, neighbor who did reach out with opposition and that also the correspondence is also included in your file for review. I also provided um, everybody that did oppose the permit um, or have con concerns with um, the contact information for the applicant and the hearing information uh, should they wish to make public comment this evening. Mission Station had no added conditions for the permit and here to speak to you tonight um, is Sylvia Ormino and she is being represented by Juan Corral. Uh, make sure you speak into the microphone, please, Good afternoon. for the record. Yeah. I'm this Sylvia Ormeno, and I'm Juan Corral. I manage um, Kimbra. Um, we are a full-service Peruvian restaurant. Um, Sylvia and Victor started um, their first restaurant uh, in Geneva and Mission in 2012, uh, which was very successful, and went on to now um, try to open Kimbra. They went on and bought the property and opened Kimbra in 2019. Um, we want to be able to, um, we applied for a POE because um want to be able to do some more um, offer entertainment, um, DJ music, and basically what Caitlin said. Um, that's it. All right, questions? What type of entertainment are you planning to do? Want to do live DJ on, on the weekends. And um, maybe do comedy sometimes with um, that includes dining and everything. And um, I'm sorry, can you explain to us a little bit more about your uh, your neighborhood outreach? We did um, the letters I think that you have, and we um, did 60 letters in the block radius. We went out to the businesses that, well, most of the businesses around the corner of Mission. We went, um, we walked over and talked to. Well, How most about of them. actual uh, residents? We talked to a few when we were dropping off letters. Okay. They're very supportive. When we were have first open, a lot of them came over, and then which was nice. They were very supportive because they they like we remodeled the whole like from what Kimbara is now to what Bell Bob was. I mean, we literally like almost we got it gutted the place out and put everything's new in there. Did you say you had a business at Geneva and Mission? Before? Yes, it's Porteño at um. Porteño. Okay, I know yes, what that is. I already. live. Two blocks away from that. Oh, okay, yeah, we've we've been there for ten years now. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. yes, great, great restaurant. Thank you, thank you. I like the ceviche. Oh, the ceviche. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if, in case there are some complaints from the neighbors, what would be your policy in, in trying to resolve these complaints? I'm, what I put there, what I, I'm trying to, I would like to be able accessible to them, and if they can have my number, they call me directly, and I think it's better if if I. I can work with them instead of just, you know, for them we just putting that complaint and just being no response. I would like to personally work with them myself. Okay. And how will people get to call you? How I can leave they, my how do they get number. Their phone? How do they get that? Um, either through Caitlin or if I, if they call our business, they can give me my direct number. Okay. I'm sure they'll reach out to the business also. All right. And do you have a website that you can post it on your website? Yes, I can also post it on the website, yes. Thank you. Uh, hi. Hey, um, um, so this place was just a restaurant. No. Well, it's funny. Um, it's very funny. It's, we had a hard time with this. Um, Sylvia and Victor bought 
the building when we when they bought and we were trying to get all the permits, we realized that the place that had had a um, place of entertainment license forever really was never classified as a restaurant. So we went through, it's a crazy process, it took quite a while, and then it went into pandemic, so we never really got able to get the business fully gone because we had to first make it apply to to classify as a restaurant. Then we had to um, do the 311. So it's been a quite a process, you know, been quite, quite a process. Wow. I think that's why the POE is so important because, like, there's been no return on the investment. Like it's right. it's been re it's been really hard, very very hard. So the I mean so the building itself was an entertainment venue before. It was. So, so did it already have like soundproofing? Did it have any of that stuff, or was it stripped out? It, it did, and they they actually had a POE. So I mean it would it, they have proof and everything, but we took all that. We put double window like the whole we changed the whole front. It's all double um double windows. We um. Um, the, um, double glass, whatever you say, and then we um, we um, did the um, oh yeah, we did the whole ceiling too. The um, what do you call that? Um, when you put um, oh my God, I just went blank. Yeah, insulation and the insulation. There you go. Is we there neighbors the on top of you? No, no, there isn't. There but is. they were saying before they told us that that noise somehow like left through the ceiling, so we insulated and did all that. I mean, you we tried to we tried. We tried to address the problems that we had sure. heard they had before. Yes. So uh, there's no skylights in the roof. No. Okay. So, so you pretty much tightened up as much as you can already. Yeah, we pretty much tightened up as much as um, can. Is there? Um, I didn't see the permit. Is there, Maggie? Is there a um, decibel? What's the? Yeah, it's, it's on uh, the staff recommendations, I believe. What is it, 84? Give well, me um, I defer to Caitlin. I might be yeah, wrong. I'm happy to speak to that. There's actually not a recommended sound limit at this time, and that is because the business has not been hosting entertainment, so we haven't had an opportunity to set okay. a limit. Okay. But we will as soon as um, we are able to. Okay. And so the DJs or our live music, is this for ambience mm -hmm. level? Are you planning to be renting out your space or having these... Uh, corp, you know, parties with food, we want, and, and giving the option to have. Oh, we know, we um, we had we had a temporary at the beginning, and we did like DJs and everything. But I mean, we want to do a hundred percent in house. Like we before we tried a couple of promoters on that, but in the future we want to do like run everything ourselves. You know, so you, so you want to do it all yourself. Yes, so you can control yeah, it. We control right? it. I mean, that's our hope. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have your own DJ our own booth DJs. and sound, yeah. system, sound and system and you can everything. control everything? Yes. So once the uh, inspector set a level for you, you're going to you know, be able to control that? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've uh, dealt with that before. I used to run Calle Once and 10 and 11th and Folsom. So I pretty much know how to handle it. Oh, okay. Eleven and Folsom? Oh, yes. yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I, I, I read that, yeah, there is a... Uh, Kind of a, a sister's uh, living next door, so I, yes, you know, they're kind of sensitive, I'm sure. Yes, we have, and I remember when we, um, we had heard when we had bought the property, we had heard about that. So that's one of the reasons why we did, well, we that we changed the whole front and did um, the double windows and all that. We didn't want to have no problem. Double glass, I keep saying double window, double glass. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Yeah, she's very. Um, <clears throat> Like during the pandemic, we had the chance to do entertainment outside, and we chose not to 
just so that we don't disrupt all the business, you know, right. across the street. Okay, well, you kind of heard us talk at the other guy, right? So, yeah. It does, <laughs> you know, we as business people want to run our business without so many interruptions, right? Yes. So uh, it's always good to be prepared, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, see, like, you're nice people, and then you don't want to help your restaurant, yes. and that's what it's for. Um, just bear in mind, you know, people are going to come to you and want to have a big party and things like that. So you have to yeah. realize who you're around. Yes, we're right. Um, okay, I have no no other questions. Uh, if you do have any functions, though, you have security. Yes, we do. Okay, is it yes. outside service, or you would have um, somebody working for you with we a guard? Have an outside card? service. Eventually, we want to have our own. Yes. And you know, they have to have guard cards yes. and state. Yes, I'm aware of that. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm looking at your Instagram. It looks like before when you had the temporary permit is mostly a lot of uh, nights with dancing and yes. reggaeton. Correct. Okay. My Latino wife is going to be excited for <laughs> <another> <laughs> <good>. venue. <laughs> okay, that's great. And um, so you'll be doing in-house. You'll be controlling your own sound system. Yes, correct. And doing regular monitoring. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't have any concerns, especially since it's a use that's been there for a long time. Commissioner Thomas, any questions? No, no questions for me. I'm glad to hear something's going back in that space. Mm-hmm. I am too, because I own Dr. Teeth, which is half a block away. And uh, we are in a life or death struggle against Valencia Street. That's my theory. We need more business on mission. We need to steal it back from Valencia where Manny's, Manny's trying to steal all of our customers for street closure. So I'm excited for this. Um, you know, I do know that neighborhood very, very well. We've been there 12 years or something. And uh, it, it's very noisy, which is actually a good thing. Uh, but also there are some very engaged neighbors. But at least it's not completely quiet. It's known for being fairly the ambient is, is a little louder than other neighborhoods, so it, uh, especially with Beauty Bar next to you. Yes. Yeah, so um, anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. I think, you know, just, just try to be as responsive to neighbors as possible. Same thing we were saying to the last people. Okay. If, you know, and we've all just been through COVID, so, you know, my first instinct is not always to be diplomatic when somebody's trying to come after my business at this point after what I've been through, but you have to remember that, that Diplomacy is by far the best solution. Sounds like you're into it. So, um, yeah, I don't have any more questions. We good? All right, let's open up public comment for this agenda item. My name is Ellen Hess. I'm one of the sisters from the convent in question. So, (laughs) Um, it's not that we are against local business or we know the area is noisy. It's more that it's such a long time that the restaurant will be open till 2 p.m. And for us, uh, we live in a historic building. Uh, It's been a spirituality center since the early 19th century. So, uh, of course, for us, it's very difficult because we have evening meditations. uh, People come, and and the noise level is just getting too much. And it's not only the noise level. It's also with the parking. It's a... you know, it's a transited street and very narrow parking. So there is double parking, and then also because of the gang activity, sometimes when the restaurants close, everybody accumulates there, and there's a lot of gang activity, and shootings have happened, and we've had lots of complaints with the police. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't say it was this restaurant because they're also close together, and they're really tiny spots. 
And what happens is that often the doors stay open mm -hmm. and also the people, they just continue making music in the cars. There's no law enforcement on the street. There are no outside people like taking care of that. And then also afterwards, the noise when they come and pick up, you know, everything. So it's really the whole night. And for instance, I commute every morning. I have to get up early and, and drive for my work. And you don't get asleep, apart from that we cannot have our, med not our meditation sessions uh, in the evening. So quite a difficult situation, really, especially with the pandemic. There was more music. We were hoping it would get a little better. And uh, we do. We do want to work with our neighbors. It's not our, you know, of course, but it's our concerns. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah, so, um, you know, we can't, I, I do want to address some of your comments, even though we're not required to, but I think, I think that the, the beauty of our body is that we do act as a, as a liaison, and we are incredibly... Um, on top of things, uh, Director Weiland and her staff. And so, you know, to what degree, you know, if this permit is granted, to what degree we can help to mitigate the issues that you're seeing on a daily basis. And, you know, for example, if a door's open, you let us know. We can communicate with the business owner so you don't have to. We can, we can help. Um, and, you know, in our experience here, um, I think m more often than not, the neighbors learn that we are actually better than the alternative like an unlicensed unregulated thing and and just to remind everybody the you know the police used to regulate this and um they have a lot on their hands right now and so we can imagine what would happen if the police were still in charge of noise violations for nightclubs and things like that right so anyway i would just do, no matter what happens if this were to be if this is to be approved i would just recommend that you just stay in constant contact with us and we'll, we'll address issues best we can um, as, a, as a department. Uh, I'm sure, uh, I mean, I could tell by the, the, the owners and yourself, I think you guys could probably come together with some kind of, you know, medium solution, you know, where you're maybe conscious of when your meditation is. It sounds like he wants to do more in-house things, which it's a lot more controllable. Uh, sometimes when their businesses are reactive, reactivated in a little area, you get more security, you get more attention than being empty. You know, there's been a lot of more crime and places have been closed and inactive. So sometimes it's good, you know, and it is the city. So it is tough. And I know a lot of, a lot of the historic buildings have all been surrounded now. So it's unfortunate. And, and, you know, the comments about the gang activity, they're unfortunate, but they're absolutely true in that neighborhood. And we've had issues with that at Dr. Teeth ourselves. Um, you know, we have famous Wing Wednesday deal. And at one point, we started to realize that we were attracting, you know, members of different groups that had problems with one another. And we had to, you know, we had to, we had to figure out how to continue to serve the immediate community, but, but avoid <laughs> those issues. And that's, that's on you as the operators. It was on us to do it. Um, and, you know, there's no easy answers other than a lot of attention from the owners. Um, and, you know, it's hard. It's hard, but um, you can't do it remotely. You can't, you can't send some manager to deal with it. It has to be from the owners. So um, other comments? Any more public comment? Virtual. Virtual. 
Yes, there are two virtual public comments. Again, I will go from the chat and then go to uh, verbal. So in the chat, I have uh, Teresa Mala from VDMF, uh, who says, Kimbara's location has crime issues on the corner of 19th and Cap, it's bad. And families living around the area on Cap uh, can hear noise after 11.30 p.m. That is the chat. And then I'm now going to verbal uh, for Benjamin. Benjamin, just know that you have three minutes um, and I will be unmuting you now. And if you can introduce yourself as well um, to the commissioners. Go ahead. Good evening, uh, commissioners. Um, I'd like to introduce myself. I am, uh, my name is Benjamin DeCosmic. I am a, a 12 year resident of the mission. I am the the president of this building representing three other families who have lived in the mission over 20 years. We're very concerned about this permit. Um, this is the only POE intra 19th. It is squarely in a residential part of the mission. Um, there are neighbors directly across the street and adjacent. Um, they, we believe that um, this area, the street is a high crime and a noticeable gang activity street. Please keep that in mind. There have been multiple shootings on the street. So I think you should be taking special care for late night activities here. In addition, um, we believe that this business is not in compliance with the good neighbor policy for the following reasons. Um, this is also backing up the nuns across the street. This business routinely keeps its windows open and doors open. There's no soundproofing. Um, across the street from the roof, I'm getting over 80 dBs um, routinely. So that's very worrisome to me that there's been no compliance on the sound check here. Um, also, there are, there, um, there is no attempt to police the street or surrounding areas as um, discussed in the good neighbor policy. This issue of inadequate soundproofing is really super important for the people who um, are living and working in this neighborhood. Um, we've been able to work with other businesses to kind of create a space for community members to support businesses, but also have jobs that are not in the nightlife business. Um, and so far we're not, um, we are not interested in expanding the footprint of um, late night noise in this neighborhood, which unfortunately we believe this would, would really um, encourage that. So I really, really appreciate it if this commission would um, deny this permit or delay it until actual sound measurements by your team take place. Um, because right now I do not believe they are in compliance. 30 seconds. Thanks. Thanks for your consideration. Bye. Thank you, caller. Any additional comments? Um, I did have one comment. I do believe there are multiple POEs on that block um, and the former previous owner of that space did have a POE there. So I'm not sure if the caller was mistaken or maybe confused on, but there, there are existing entertainment permits in that immediate vicinity. 
Um, I do also want to just take the opportunity to remind um, everybody, you know, to please use 311 to lodge sound complaints because our inspectors will respond in real time um, on the weekends. All right. Is there any more public comment on Zoom? There are no more virtual comments. All right. Let's close public comment. We can have a discussion here. On the industry part, I mean, um, they have to do their soundproofing. I would suggest to do the best soundproofing possible. So I'm okay, you know, having a business there. It was a POE before. Um, maybe the neighborhood people can say more, but um, as far as industry, we're good. I'm okay. Yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, depending on the business, but I think sometimes, at least in my experience, some sometimes um local residents conflate um activities that we have in nightlife venues with with violence and crime rates and they're not always necessarily a direct result in fact i've you know in my experience having a light on and security and people outside can often act as a very powerful deterrent to, to crimes and so you know i, I you know I, i'm it just it doesn't always sit with me great when somebody just says there's you know there's a lot of crime on this block don't you know don't have any live music that th those two things don't always not, they're not all they they're not related sometimes or they're even reversely related so um, I, I'm okay with this you know I I do want to reiterate though to the to the caller and to the to the neighbors that if we do approve this that the entertainment commission becomes you know a, a partner with this and and again and again and again we have found that very skeptical neighbors often work very closely with us over time and have end up with a lot of respect <laughs> for what we do and oftentimes it's much better than the alternative i just want to reiterate that so if this were to happen please you know keep the lines of communication open with our staff especially on things like doors being open and windows and things like that yeah, I want to reiterate that we're here to be an intermediary and help oversee this. And from what I've observed tonight, the owner of this establishment um, is seems very responsible and willing to work with the neighbors and the community. And there's a lot of cultural value in offering this place of entertainment on what is a very busy corridor with an existing entertainment use and other places of entertainment close by. So I do support um, approving this with the good neighbor policy. Okay, maybe, can, do we have a motion? Was that the motion? I would like to move to approve this with the good neighbor policy. Uh, second. All right, we have a motion. And the staff recommendations, correct? Good neighbor mm -hmm. policy and staff recommendations, okay. Okay, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Lee. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wang. Aye. All right, congratulations. And it does sound like there's some work to be done with community outreach. So let's continue to have a robust conversation with our neighbors and with our staff, and we'll try to keep that going, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Tell me we're on the last item. I believe we are. 
The final agenda item is number seven, which are commissioner comments and questions and new business requests for future items. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak first here because I'm before I, I give Stephen a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Stephen, we've known each other for probably ten years now, and you've been an entertainment commissioner for most of that time. Yeah, I think. Exactly. <laughs> Um, this is your final entertainment commission meeting, which is yep. bittersweet. Yep. He, well, he was he was going to retire in July, and you can speak about this, but uh, it seems like there's maybe some reasons for him to go into a little bit earlier retirement uh, from this commission. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, your advocacy on behalf of the industry of San Francisco has been absolutely tireless. I really respect the questions. I love at first, I couldn't understand why you always grilled the nightclub <laughs> owners because I was like, aren't you the industry seat? That not that somebody else's job to grill them? And then I realized it's because you want to make sure that they're as res responsible as possible and because you, you really know your stuff when, when you're running a nightclub. And I think just that pass on of information that you've had to them and being a part of this has just been absolutely indelible. You were an OG. You were part of the original battles mm. and you've watched this thing grow. So thank you so much for your service. And we do have the the forever law the stephen lee outdoor oh, yeah. lighting plan which is now codified, <laughs> which is now codified in our rdr assessments that on. we do so thank you so much for your tireless efforts and i know we won't be a stranger but um we're gonna miss you dearly on this commission oh my god well does anybody want to say anything but okay please. let me please do. so i'm glad we're here at this in this room because <laughs> this was the first room when I started, you know, over 10 years ago. And I knew Al was on the commission way before me. And But the thing is for me was, uh, you know, and the reason why I do, and yeah, that was my thing when I first started off, is uh, is, is kind of telling the the new operators, you know, it's not easy. And and when you get a place of entertainment, I mean, you should hold that thing like it's, it's like a, a gold certificate because, you know, we went through a lot of bad times and, and you know, they all thought we were all shady and, you know, but we're just small business people and I just like to get people together and have a good time. But to be legitimate, you know, uh, and, it, and I want to thank Scott Wiener for, Senator Wiener at the time for bringing us out of the dark and coming up with the EIN study, the IR study of the $8 billion nightlife. And that helped a lot. But at the end of the day, I'm here to help. It wasn't, you know, really to be the entertainment commissioner industry, but to protect the thing I love. That's why we all love is music, you know, live music, people in the industry, DJs, whatever, promoters even. Uh, and but at the end of the day, with and and I learned with this pandemic, my God, you know, we own small businesses. We're just because entertainment is just another asset to bring us more business, but. Whether you sell insurance like you or selling food, you know, we sell entertainment to, so we can actually survive in this city. And so my next assignment and the reason why I, I um, had to, well, I really don't want to say yet, but, you know, it'll be announced. But um, I'm hoping that I can help the area that I'm going to be going to, you know, to help also other small businesses that are still suffering from the pandemic and trying to recover. You know, I mean, let's just take Chinatown as an example that I do a lot of work in. You know, we started off with maybe, you know, four or 500 businesses. Now we're down to 200 and, and we're losing more because they just, uh, it's just the recovery is not fast enough, you know. 
luckily things are opening, but we're still trying to hold out. So I'm hoping that my um, my experience will bring some practicality and maybe some my understanding to uh, look at the people that are uh, trying to still open their small businesses. So, but anyway, I I, I kind of I'm gonna miss it. You know, I'm going to miss being, seeing you guys. And I have to say, you know, we've done a lot, you know, in the last five or six years, you know. And we're, I mean, I hate to say it, it was a little boring, you know, because, you know, it was kind of great to kind of get in there and fix things. But then it's so routine now, and I feel like I'm a teacher. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. I'm a teacher's retired, so I was going to retire. But uh, now I guess uh, I'll be, you know, trying to help small business another way. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, um, it's got a little bit fitting because May is APA Heritage Month, right. where we celebrate the amazing contributions of, of Asian Americans to here in our community and our country. And the one person I can really think of who <laughs> has done that is you over time, uh, with your activism and with for Chinatown and your constant uh, proponent, your proponent and a champion for. A nightlife, especially with the Asian American community. So I just want to thank you for all the service that you've done and for all your hard work and really looking out for the business owners and the Asian American community here in San Francisco. So salute to you and thank you for thank everything. You. I also think it's important noting that we're not we're not going to uh, have the retirement party tonight, but it's in the works and we'll keep you <laughs> all in. Oh the, my God, we'll keep you one. all in the loop on that. But it means you have to come to another entertainment commission event. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll try not to oh, make yeah. it, boring. it yeah. <laughs> yeah. boring. Yeah. Am I? Am I? Uh, can you teach me about outdoor lighting? Am I supposed to uh, show up at the retreat a little bit and say hello? <laughs> yeah. We, we planned this for the after summit party. afterward, but we could do the retreat. Uh, I could, you know. Come by. Whatever you choose, we can uh, chat. I'm, you know, I'm yeah, still, we'll, t we'll talk offline, but the yeah. summit might be the. Uh, I'm a fortunate end yeah. on May 15th, but I could still <laughs> come. What's that? Gives us more time to yeah, plan. The it. summit might be the jam because then we could have we surround. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Is there any public comment on this super sad news? There's no in-person public comment. There are no virtual public comments. Madeline, anything? <laughs> no. That's cool. Um. All right, and this is just a reminder to everybody out there that if you want a seat on the Entertainment Commission, now's the time to call up your supervisor and really yep. push them, strong arm them into it. Let's see what happens here. Um, all right, and there's no public comment. I'm closing it. This agenda item is over, and we are adjourned, and it is 7.09 p.m. All right. Thank you.